1: well hey everybody welcome back to the twisty pod podcast we are so so stinking lucky to be joined today by serena rama and i'm so excited to chat with you all i love that you waved because i forgot that we were also filming this for a video and that we do have a youtube stream so yes (laughs) wave everybody (laughs) it's so good to have you (laughs) I am so excited
0: to be here. I love that we've just been laughing for like seven minutes too. Of course, <laughs>
1: like, you're so easy to, ready to go. With. <laughs> and I'm obsessed exactly. with your top. Can you give us details? Thank you. It's
0: free people. Um, <laughs> it's like the cropped. You can't really see it. Cropped happiness run. It's so comfy. Like you can sleep in. I can't run in it because then this would just go everywhere. But like. <laughs> Yeah, um, but like leisurely walking the dog and like yeah,
1: anything. is that I a part it. of the free people um their athletic line?
0: Yeah, so yeah, they have a athletic wear line. I think it's called FP Movement. Is what oh my it's goodness. Yeah,
1: I have like every time I ask somebody like where did you get that top, I swear that's the answer. So now I just need to stop procrastinating oh. and like get myself on it they have such cute pieces clearly yeah this is wearing. like
0: the cheapest thing that they sell that's why I own it oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true everything free people I'm like oh I love that for seven thousand dollars yeah
0: literally like a pair of jeans like okay
1: <laughs> yeah or like this loosely knit sweater that's like four threads I'm like oh that yeah. will cover everything it's so, like ripped at the bottom <laughs> yeah but like that it's supposed to be <laughs> you're like okay so I pay for the rip anyways, please give us like your little elevator pitch for everybody who would love to know more about who you are and why we're chatting today. Yeah, well,
0: I'm Serena Rama. (laughs) I've been a fitness professional for about four years. It feels like longer, but it's only four years. I don't know. Um, My mom's like, I thought it was longer. And I'm like, no, it's only four years long. Um, But it's kind of like become my identity. I feel like I just, I absolutely love just fitness and making people kind of change their perception of fitness because I think as I entered it I was like I don't want to be like this person not person not person like I want to be my own person and there's nobody that looked like me that was a fitness professional that I could look up to so true so I was just like I don't know who I'm gonna be um I started off teaching like dance fitness and then I became a personal trainer I've led like huge groups of people through fitness and movement um, and just tons of different things that have come my way that I've been able to do. And it's really exciting. In the last year, I worked with Prevention Magazine and Women's Health Magazine, which are like my two big things. I'm like, oh my God. So cool. Yeah.
1: So what did you do with them?
0: Prevention Magazine, they've just interviewed me for different articles. And now like when they need a quick respond I literally respond so fast so I'm like yeah I'll respond yeah yeah <laughs> I'll do I'm anything here. for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then women called magazine I teach Instagram live workouts with them about like once a month um so you can find me on their Instagram and take take classes they're like 35 minutes super fun um but yeah oh, so in the last gonna. yeah uh and that mainly happened because during the pandemic I was like nobody's moving and I just want to get people moving so, I was just hosting Zoom classes for like friends and family, and then my email list grew, and I was like, "Wow, like, this is really fun. And it was free for everybody. Um My biggest thing is just making fitness and wellness more accessible financially and more inclusive, because I think that fitness and wellness shuts off a big group of people, and people feel unwelcome in a lot of as a fitness professional. So, Being able to open up the doors for people to have access to free self-care resources is really important to me. Um, So in the last month, I launched my website and my business, and I'm offering a five-day self-care challenge. It's Blend fitness and self-care. And yeah, that's kind of what's going on right now.
1: (laughs) I'm like fangirling over you right now for a multitude of reasons. First of all, I feel like... (laughs) I feel like everything that you're saying is like the epitome of exactly how I also perceive fitness and how I want to like use my platform in the exact same way. But what makes you even cooler is that like, you're literally doing it. Like I just chat about it or like make a silly video about it, but you're like taking men and women, uh, people all over the world and just like providing them the actual service. And that is so cool. And I can't even imagine how rewarding that must have been and beneficial. I'm sure for all of the zoom viewers, like when people needed it the most, like last year and still this year, like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. That is so cool. And just so admirable.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm like reverse fangirling on you
1: because (laughs) you are amazing.
0: And you talk about all these things. That's why I was like, I would love to talk
1: to Taylor. That would be so much fun. Literally like we are so united. I love this. (laughs) This is so cool. I love like. Yeah. Right. So uh, did you get like a, um, you went to the university of Oregon, go ducks. Did you get a degree in exercise fitness or exercise science or something like that? Or is this just something that like happened on the side? Like when you started teaching dance classes, like what got you like from the get-go? Have you been an active kid? Give me your life story. (laughs) I have totally been an active kid.
0: Like, there are yeah. photos of me climbing up the bathroom, like, just like climbing anywhere, like climbing up like a toilet. And I'm like one years old, like, sitting on the toilet, like, on the top of it, like, posing. That's I literally, so cute. Always... <laughs> I'm gonna ask my mom for those pictures, send them to you. I'm like, literally, can you post like... them on Instagram, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, always active. Like, I was in gymnastics, any sport imaginable. Um, when I was in first grade though, I had seizures weirdly, like, oh, no. and we still don't know why I had them. So I was pulled out of like a ton of sports and dance and everything. Cause my parents right. were just like, we don't know what's wrong with our kids. Right. Um, I went and got like so many tests done and eventually they just like went away and we still don't really know why they happened. They haven't come back in like 10 years. So we have no idea why they ever happened in the first place. Oh, that is so scary so yeah so weird and um once they saw once they went away I started to dance again and I got active again and it was just like a source of joy and I had like the insane privilege to be able to do that because a lot of people don't get to experience movement in a joyful way sometimes 100%. it's forced upon them and whatever like factors that um that affects them in that way but I had like the leisurely time to do those things after school and things like that. So um, I feel like super grateful that I was able to get back into working out and movement and fitness. Um, It wasn't always easy either. Like when I got my first gym membership, I literally would sit outside waiting for like cars to leave. Or like if the parking lot was too full, I was like, "Fuck no,
1: I'm leaving. I'm going back. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're preaching to the choir. I would do the exact same thing. Or if I like, if I, would see that it just looked too crowded. I would maybe, maybe like sit on like one machine and it would be a treadmill. And then I would leave (laughs) because I would be too nervous to try anything because people, they're there, they're watching you. Oh yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. And then it was kind of just like, okay, I need to think about this. I'm paying the same amount of money as everybody else. Why do I have to inconvenience myself? Why do I have to be the one to sit in the parking lot? And- like wait for people to leave. Like I'm wasting my time. I didn't even get a workout in. Cause that by that time I have 15 minutes. I'm like running on the treadmill and then I hurt my calf because I didn't warm up. Like it, it just became such an issue that it was like, okay, just go, just, just do it. Yeah. Um, and over time I've just realized that fitness is so, so intimidating. Like for anybody, like I can walk into a class that I'm teaching and feel intimidated. Like I can feel intimidated by other fitness instructors. Like it's not a welcoming. 100%. Yeah. Um and that's like when I when I found a modality that I liked, I was like, this is what I'm gonna get certified in and this is what I'm gonna teach. And it was pound, which is like uh, drumsticks. It's like called the cardio rockout workout. Um, what? Wait, wait, wait. So wait, fun. Wait. It's like weighted drumsticks. Okay. And basically the whole class is standing and you're like lunging, you're twisting. You're like punching the air with your drumsticks, you're drumming on the mat. It was so much fun. And like I turned into the best version of myself when I was doing this class. <laughs> Is this a
1: studio in Northern California?
0: No. So this was at the U of O. We offered it um at fitness class. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, like literally so much fun. And it made me so incredibly confident in myself. Like it totally, totally changed my perception of myself while I was teaching it because people had so much fun. Like that was like a stress
1: relief. I was like,
0: yeah, i stress
1: out that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you were having so much fun. It, it didn't feel like, I'm sure it didn't feel like work as a teacher, yeah. but also I'm sure it, it felt like you were finding that joy, that movement should yeah. bring.
0: Totally. Yeah. So that was kind of what made me realize like, this is what I want to do. Um, my Heck degree yeah. was like in general, social science and environmental policy, and I had a nonprofit I love minor, that. so I love has that. pretty much nothing to do with fitness, but it taught me a lot of really great writing skills and life skills. So
1: I do yeah. feel like that does pair in some ways though, because you can definitely see your sense of inclusivity and social justice that you want to bring into the fitness world. Mm-hmm. And that has so much to do with social policy and If you want to go off on like your your nonprofit and like start a business one day, like that helps make fitness more accessible. Like, see, we're we're all intertwined. Our majors are right here. I'm a PR (laughs) major, so I can just twist anything.
0: There you go. (laughs)
1: That is like the most useful major. Like it has yes, so many things. In some ways, yes. (laughs) In some ways, I like always think back, like, why did I end up even going to my university? I should have gone somewhere that I could have pursued a major and something I was a little bit more passionate about, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) So, okay. So you're at U of O and at what point do you start to decide that you want to get certified?
0: Yeah. So I was going to classes, like every pound class that was offered, I went to, and the instructors were like, so kind, like (laughs) so kind. It's also Oregon. So like everybody's nice. Um, but oh, I just felt like so, so welcomed in this space and I hadn't even gone into the rest of the gym. Like I was literally walking to the group fitness studio, walking home. Like right. It, right. Was it was your comfort zone. There. Yeah. It was my comfort zone and I felt so welcome. And they were like, Hey, like there's this class that you can take and you can learn how to be a fitness instructor. I was like, that sounds cool. Um, so I ended up taking the class and it was like for credit with the university, such a, such a cool opportunity. You got to learn right. how to teach, you got to learn about kinesiology, so many different things. Um, and I, at the end of it, got my certification for pound, which is that cardio rock out workout. Um, and then mm-hmm. my ACE Group fitness certification and I started teaching cycling and then I started teaching bar, like all of these different things. Um, and wow. then my, literally after not even being at the rec for a year working there, I got promoted as the group fitness program supervisor. And I was like, me, <laughs> me, <laughs>
1: like, little old so. me who was scared to um, come in the gym. Yeah. And it was like, it
0: was so awesome. And that's another thing that was just pulling me towards fitness as a profession. Cause right? I was like, wow, like somebody is recognizing in me that I'm capable of this.
1: I love that. So I
0: need to like realize that I'm capable of doing this. Um, and it gave me so much confidence and just from there has spiraled into all this stuff.
1: <laughs> that is so fantastic. And I feel like yeah. I can definitely sense how you can instill that in the people that take your classes too, like giving them the confidence that somebody saw in you. You know, yeah, I love that. So, paying that,
0: forward the kindness.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the confidence that we should all have in our fitness journeys. And I think you bring up like such an interesting point where, like, you tried so many different avenues to figure out what was the best. Movement for you, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that because I think I definitely was victim, I suppose, of trying just like whatever I would see online and thinking that like that was the routine I had to stick to, and it I mean it took me so much trial and error to find like, okay, this is what I actually like to do with my body, and i didn't have to go to a spin class just because it was like the hot new trend at the moment or mm-hmm. Pilates or or whatever. I, I love like trying out different types of fitness, but I always felt like it was really hard for me to find my own confidence in movement because I was always comparing my, my journey or my um, type of movement to the people around me. And maybe that's just a part of my personality, but it's a really hard thing. Cause you just are so encompassed with the media nowadays of telling you Mm. this is the way to achieve blah 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 this aesthetic this body type and it's very overwhelming
0: (laughs) totally oh my gosh well you're not alone at all because I think that everybody compares themselves to everyone I think like it's really can I say bad words (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) bad words (laughs) Um,
0: like I think it's a really shitty thing about like our culture and right. not even just fitness culture, to everybody like humans that we are trained to like compare ourselves to each other yeah. like grades in school like we learn literally from the get-go if you have an A you're smarter than the person that has a B and like that teaches us that we're comparing ourselves to each other like that's so shitty right and then we have that mindset going into fitness and it's like I walk into the gym and I might be comparing myself to somebody who's been moving their body for 40 years totally. and I'm on year one of moving my body right. like that is so unfair to both of us right. and like I feel like we forget that that everybody has an insecurity like the people on TikTok that show like their perfect day in the life it's like I don't I don't want to be like I'm not like <laughs> don't want to be mean or anything or like I'm not bashing them that they don't have perfect life because maybe they do I don't know I don't know them but like we don't know that like exactly. we literally don't know, like everybody has some sort of insecurity. And if we can have a little bit more compassion, even towards those people that we're comparing ourselves to like, well, maybe I'm being mean to them because I don't know if they have a perfect life or maybe I'm not being empathetic because I don't know what they went through to get here. Right. Um, and I feel like that's like another mindset shift that I had going into the fitness industry because it's like, hold on, I don't want to be standing up in front of people telling them this is what you have to do. Because like, they might know more than I do. Like, I don't know everything.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. True. Yeah. Like if it was your first time teaching that bar class and somebody has been going to bar for years and years, they're, yeah. they're going to have a different perception of, of how the class should be taught. But yeah, totally. that's really interesting. I feel like I've also seen like a lot of conversations, um, maybe it was like one or two TikToks or something, <laughs> but it was this girl that was kind of mentioning that we're constantly stuck in that like comparison cycle. And we were never meant as humans to have this much exposure to this many faces and this many people like around the world. But (laughs) now with like the beauty and the downsides that is social media, we're constantly seeing like this person's routine and we just have so much exposure, like the human mind. I mean, obviously we evolve over time, but like, we're never meant to see millions of people on our for you page all of the time. And it's, overwhelming and I think it starts to kind of like tear away at our own Mm self-confidence and it makes you doubt every single decision because you're constantly thinking well they did this should I be doing that I do it literally every day every video I see (laughs) yeah this guy last night I saw him lathering this is so random he was lathering aquaphor all over his face it's like (laughs) this is how you get rid of wrinkles like and I'm not kidding like it was two inches thick of moisturizer And, and then half the comments are like, this is horrible for you. And then the other half the comments are like the most amazing thing you could do for your skin. And then I'm sitting there like, do I need to run to the store? Do I need to go get Aquaphor?" Like, it's just, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. And, and sometimes I just want to like scream. Yeah. You can scream. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I
0: totally get that. Like, I feel like, it's a constant thing that we have to work on. We are always making ourselves feel some sort of way because of the way that other people are living their lives. They're showing us that they're living their lives.
1: percent. Um, yeah. So totally. kind of like, I, I guess in tandem with this, you have like a, another pillar, I would say in the way that you teach and you promote fitness, which is taking care of yourself, self-care mm. and, has that always been something that like, you've been very good about or like, at what point did you realize like those two had to be in tandem? <laughs> You're giggling. You're like, no, like, oh, fuck no. Um,
0: like <laughs> I feel like that is definitely something that I had to learn and realize. And it was through therapy that I found that out. Like it wasn't really? something that I was like, I need to do this. Um, so like, I think since I was like a junior in high school, I had been like seeing a therapist and in high school, it was more like different things. But then once I got to college, it was like, well, how are you balancing all of these things? Like, how are you filling up your own cup? That was like the first self-care anal- analogy that like clicked in my head. Right. How are you filling up your own cup? So then your cup is full enough to fill other people's cups. And I was like, oh my God, that is like, when it clicked in my head, like, oh, maybe fitness is that thing that makes me feel really good. And that was was another part of why I I pursued fitness because it's my form of self-care. It's my form of taking care of my mind because I'm showing myself that I am powerful. I'm showing myself that I'm strong. And that's how I want to feel at the end of every workout. Like I want to feel like I've proved to myself in some way that I have control over my body. I control over how I see the world. Um, and that's kind of how self-care became part of of my fitness journey and since then just learning as much as I can about self-care, practicing different practices that make me feel good, right. sharing those with my clients, sharing those with my community and it became such a thing that people were like I tried this thing and it really helped me when I was going through a breakup with my with my partner. Aww. And now like, yeah, like things like that. And I'm just like, wow, like that thing actually like touched you in some way, not just when we were getting up the hill and cycling. Like, right, Like <laughs> right. later. Um, You're an inspiration. I, oh my God. No, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like, hey. that's kind of it. Yeah. I was like, that makes me feel really good. So I want to keep telling more people how they can feel better about what they're doing. Cause it feels good to feel good. You
1: know? Yeah. I would love to know some of the examples. If you like have any at the top of your head, yeah. I, th- I think sometimes self-care is like a, like a lofty word or, you know, it kind yes. of gets th- thrown around, like mm-hmm. take care of yourself, but, um, kind of like diving into it, I think is really important. So it's not just one of those, like, oh, you have to do self care this way. Like it's a very, yeah. it's, you can do it in any way, any way mm-hmm. that shapes you it's for yourself. I love that. Yeah, that's totally
0: how I like to preach self care too. Because I think a lot of people think that self care has to be really expensive, but it can be free. Like we can practice self care right now. So, like for the next sixty seconds, we're gonna practice self care, and it's gonna be free. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Okay.
0: So we're just gonna think about three things that we are grateful for. Just three different things that we're grateful for. Think about them in your head. Start to envision that. Yeah, you can close your eyes if it's accessible for you right now, not if you're driving. You're <laughs> Even so if you're cute. at the gym, close your eyes for a second. Think about these three things that you're grateful for. Breathing in some sort of intention that makes you feel good, that I am grateful for X, Y, and Z. And as we exhale, breathe that gratitude out into your entire space, no matter where you are. And let everybody else around you feel super grateful too awesome. Now we're done with our self-care for the day.
1: (laughs) You have like the perfect instructor voice. Like I am, I'm on the bike right now and I'm getting up my hill because of you. You're so cute. I love it. Do they teach you? Like, I have to know this in like your group fitness class instructor Mm -hmm. certifications. Like, do they teach you how to talk that way? I feel like I everybody has that kind of voice.
0: I know that there are like studios. I've never worked at a studio in particular that's done this, but there are studios that like tell you what the cadence of your voice should be at like different points oh. in the class.
1: Okay. So it's, that like, makes sense. As,
0: in this class, like maybe your voice a little bit lower, talk a little bit slower. Yeah. But in this part, talk really fast and give them the motivation, bring your voice up an octave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah. There are definitely places that like, like their instructors talk.
1: There's just like such like a, I I think the cadence is like the perfect word. And just like this beautiful flow and rhythm, even if somebody's like telling you how to do something, they're always like, breathe in through your, your nose and let it suck down into your belly. I don't know. I just, I love it. And I'm like, how do you guys learn to talk that way? I would be like, breathe in. Shoot. I forgot what to say. Okay. Breathe out. (laughs) I would love that class. It would be a disaster. Very chaotic. Um, And I I love that these like little daily things, like you're mentioning are little gratitude moments. Mm -hmm. That's 1000% free. Like you said, I have always thought like when self-care was kind of more of a buzz term, it felt like I had to do like bubble baths and like Mm -hmm. expensive skincare products. And that can be self-care, but it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't, it, I think that breaks down like the um the entry point. like there's no mm-hmm. barrier to have to or to get to do skit to get to do self care. you know, yeah, you, you can sit there and be grateful for anything in your mind that doesn't cost you a penny. Just a bit of right. time.
0: yeah, I think that's that's so true. And like sometimes it can be as simple as waking up like two minutes early so then you can stretch your tricep because it's super sore. It's like, you might have to wake up and immediately take care of somebody else or immediately do this thing for someone else, even like your dog or your cat or any other pet. Like sometimes that dog or your cat is like, I got to go outside right now. Right. (laughs) Right. And you have no time to stretch that sore tricep. And you're just like, okay, if I wake up two minutes early and I'm super, super quiet, they won't wake up, stretch my tricep. Yeah. And it feels so good to do that. Like the analogy of like, Um, on the airplane, putting your oxygen mask on first before you help other people around you. Like that is such a good analogy to think about self-care because yeah, like if I can't breathe, then like how am I supposed to breathe and help everybody else? Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Whenever I take my dog outside, I think for the longest time, Obviously, she has to go out like right in the morning. I would, I'd bring my phone with me, and I'd be like kind of groggy, and I would kind of be in a Mm -hmm. like a bad mood because I'm like, why do you have to go to the bathroom? Like, and I have to get in the elevator and like go downstairs and go into the cold, whatever. But I have started, or I started, like not bringing my phone with me, or like changing my intention, even of that more, um, what felt like a tedious, tedious task, Mm -hmm. and instead thought of it as okay, like this is, you know, my time with Reese. Like we get to hang out for a second. Yeah. Maybe we do like an extra skip around the block if we have time for it that morning. Or <laughs> I'm just kind of like taking in like the sky. It's a beautiful sunny day or or maybe it's raining and the grass needed the rain. I don't know. Like just having a little bit more of a positive mindset in every, in everyday activities tremendously helped my outlook on the whole rest of my day. Cause then I wasn't begrudgingly going through all of my my tasks that I felt like I had to do, but I was trying to find more meaning in them. That's like a bit of yeah. self-care, I guess, more of a tangent. No,
0: I love that. No, that's totally self-care. Like that's that's totally how self-care could be free because it's just a shift in mindset really is what you did. Like, And it's a shift in the items that you're bringing with you. And it sure. made all the difference for your morning, Hopefully. like not having your phone. Like then you see those notifications and you're like, oh, I want to take care of this right now because I have two minutes
1: exactly. But then you miss
0: out on time with the puppy. Right.
1: Right. And then I'm a bad dog mom. Cause she's like, you know, wanting to talk to the other dogs and I'm like sitting there looking at my device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I want to hear about your, um, I am statements. Can you tell me a bit about that in regards yeah. to more of our self-care discussion?
0: Totally. That I totally, I forgot to even bring that up with self-care. That's like the biggest self-care practice that I do every day. Oh um, gosh. Okay. Yay. I don't even know how long, I think I've been doing this for like six, seven years, like for so long. Um, you're kidding. I set an, I am statement every morning. Um, and I write it out in, on like a paper calendar. I don't have it with me some traveling. It's like, but, um, That's okay. on a paper calendar, like a big calendar, like that normally people write like birthdays on and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it makes it so like that calendar is like on my wall, it's to like, my desk, something that I have to do every day. Um, and it comes from an ancient yogic practice called the Sankalpa, which is basically like setting a vow or setting an intention to reach enlightenment. Um, but the way that I awesome. use it is more so just a positive way to start my day. Um, so I've kind of adapted it into just intention setting or affirmation setting. Um, so I'll look at my calendar for the day or I'll look to see like kind of what's on tap, like what I got going on. And I set that I am statement the way that I intend to live out the day. So today it was just I am positive, like it was super simple today. I was like, I am going to have a positive Sunday. I've had like a lot of family time the last three days, and I'm like, Love I that. need to remind myself that I'm positive today. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a little shift. And um, sometimes it's like I am calm. Like if I have a super super busy day ahead of me, like back to back meetings, it's like chill out. I am calm. So Then throughout the day, I can remind myself when I have those low moments, like, no, you're calm. Like I am calm. I'm fine. Um, And it reminds me of how I intended to just live out that day. And I think that it's super, super helpful for us to just think about that in the morning. Like the first thing that we think about in the morning. um, And typically you say the statement three times, you repeat it in your head or you repeat it out loud. And Sometimes when you do that, it's just like, it solidifies it for you. It's like, yes, I am that thing. You're just
1: convincing yourself that you are that thing. (laughs) Totally. Have you ever tried the practice of repeating it to yourself in the mirror? Does that like more solidify it a little bit more intensely?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have done that. It's not something that I regularly do, but it's something I've actually taught that before in a self-care like workshop. Cute. Um and it everybody like loved it like we made like a power pose and then we like said our affirmation out loud and it was the best. That's so um, cute. No, so, yeah, but I think that is really helpful because like you're talking to yourself and like you're seeing your reflection and you're like, "That's the person that I'm going to be today. That's yes. what I'm going to embody." Yeah. Yes,
1: and I think sometimes if I don't feel confident, I kind of can like hide it I guess but if you're staring yourself in the eyes you kind of like (laughs) you feel like more I don't know like held accountable by you and then you're you're like staring each other down like you better do it you know
0: I love that that is I feel like it's so weird to think about like it's like I talk to myself in the mirror but like it's helpful. It 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 totally is. is.
1: How do you keep yourself grounded? I guess like throughout the day, like you are super stressed or you are super busy, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can remember, okay, I'm calm. But what if you're just like, I'm not calm. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I think it's really
0: important to feel your emotions. So when you're not calm, like you got to feel that because otherwise, like we just like push it down. So like, sometimes that just might mean like crying, or mm-hmm. calling your best friend or calling a loved one that you just need to talk to because
1: right.
0: you're not calm. You're not fine. Right. Um, and yeah, I feel like grounding yourself like in some moments, obviously, like it's like, okay, wait, I can't cry right now. Like I'm I'm about to go on a work meeting. Like it's gonna be five minutes and I'm just gonna check in with my boss and then I can cry. Like that's when you have to like give yourself that pep talk or look at yourself in the mirror. You're like, you are calm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like you must be calm. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that later on, after you push down that that emotion for a little bit, I think later on it's really important to just sit with your feelings and yeah. like think like why am I feeling this way? Right. And like kind of ask yourself those like really really hard questions. What happened today that made me feel this way? Right. How can I change the way that I'm thinking? How can I use my resources? And that's like when self care comes into play. Like how can I use the different tools that I have? in order to make myself feel better. And maybe that is like a bubble bath. Maybe that's logging off of work 30 minutes early so
1: you can get some sunlight. Um,
0: yeah. So I think that's like just kind of sitting with yourself and talking to yourself. (laughs)
1: Literally, you know, that's 100% true. Um, I wanted to end our conversation talking a little bit more about some, some parts like that I think are extraordinarily important to make sure that we mention, um, Mm -hmm. I know we've chatted a lot about like your fitness studio classes, bar, um spin, all of the fun things, pound of course. Uh after you graduated obviously, like I want to learn more about how you have I guess kind of advocated for financial accessibility for mm-hmm. people who maybe like can't take those studio classes or just like what are ways that I guess you like to promote fitness if finances are something that are a barrier point for some people.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that is super important to talk about. So after I graduated, those Zoom classes, I mentioned those were always free. Um, And that was something that I thought was really important because I was noticing a lot of fitness instructors were charging for these Zoom classes. Yeah. And I was like, well, the pandemic is going to be over soon. So we shouldn't be charging for these.
1: Don't even worry about
0: (laughs) Uh, it. That, that was my mindset, um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be working out anyways, and this is just the way that I get to work out with more people, so they can just join it. Right. Um, and that was kind of the first thing that I did, financial accessibility wise. Um, and then I got involved with something called Virtual Workout Squad, which has like kind of a similar mission. Um, and it was like donation based so cool. people could pay if they wanted to but if they didn't want to then they didn't have to or if they couldn't afford the class then they could afford it because it was free. Yeah. Um which I thought was super super cool and I was teaching with them like about once a week we still do classes um and it's really cool cuz it's 7 days a week so like there's always a class. Um, I love that. And, and it's yeah, virtual, and right? Virtual, yeah. So uh he's done a couple of in-person classes that have been super cool but virtual so if you're not ready to be in person like it's still virtual and there's people across the country that do it so I think that that's really cool um so just seeking out opportunities like that where people can attend things for free um became like my mission almost I was like how can I make this free um so when I I moved to Portland this year and I did a bunch of different pop-up classes at stores so I did one at Free people did one at Athleta um, one at this place called Revive Athletics, which is like sustainable activewear. So cool. it's kind of like a thrift store, but all activewear. Oh. Um, and all of the classes that I've taught, I worked with the people that I was talking to and was like, well, I don't really want to charge my people to come. Can we like do something that they don't have to pay for? And they were all down with it. And I'm like, wow, all I had to do was ask them that question. Wild. Like, and they were fine with it. Like they just wanted to provide the community with an event. Um, and what totally. should have been like fifteen dollars from their management perspective, I was like, "Well, could it just be free?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "Well, that was easy." So sometimes it's just asking people these yeah. questions. Yeah. And I think that that it, it's really uncomfortable for people to like talk about money. Um, totally. And it makes sense that it's uncomfortable because I think that like a lot of people are taught not to talk about it. Um, and. It, When you just bring up that conversation, like, Hey, my community, a lot of them can't afford a $15 class. And I want to make this something that they can attend because everybody is worthy of this class. So why are we putting like red tape up for them that they can't come because it's $15. Um, So, yeah, I think just asking and being an advocate for everybody is like super, super important with making wellness. Financially accessible,
1: well, and especially during the pandemic when people mm-hmm. were losing their jobs and were taught to stay in our homes, like lockdown was a mandatory thing. And there's there's still a need, like as human beings, to move our body. So having wow. like those free resources in person or your virtual workout classes that everybody can do. I suppose there's also like, the entry point though of having a, a, a device. Mm-hmm. but at least like having a starting point is is massive. I think that's also why a lot of people flocked to um YouTube video challenges because yeah. it was free and if you're a young teenager and you you're you don't have the means like, to make your own money yet or something or maybe you just want to start moving in the comfort of your own home, you can mm-hmm. log on to YouTube or you can go to your virtual classes and you can just do something in your living room without any equipment and it costs no money and it's making things as accessible as they need to be as they should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about what we just chatted about at the very top of the episode when you're talking about how you didn't feel like there was much representation for people that looked like you in the fitness industry, in the wellness industry, because like, let's face it, it's very white dominated, particularly on Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. And I mean, even in some fitness studios that I've been to, it's and all white staff, like, I I guess one, like, how did that feel growing up? And then how, how does it feel now to like be adding to that conversation and to be providing like more value in a way that is as inclusive as it should be? Yeah. Um, another very
0: important topic to talk about. Um, I think that, that a lot of people also don't recognize that there's this weird divide of wellness that like sure. wellness is seen as something that only white people can do mm. or only like people with a lot of money can do. Like what we were talking about earlier, like it has to be expensive sort of
1: thing. Like, like I think soul cycle even, you know, like what are those? $36 class. Is that it? 36? I was going to say 50. <laughs> Either way, that's <laughs> so, ridiculous.
0: It's like, if you're going to class every single day, that is not sustainable for your bank account, <laughs> 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 for most people's bank accounts. Yes. <laughs> um and yeah, I think that it's just like this unattainable thing that a lot of people think like, oh, if I'm not white or if I don't have this privilege of money, a lot of like an excess of money, right, then I can't be an instructor. And I think totally. that's something that I did kind of hold on to for a while. Like, well, why would people listen to me like if I don't look like that person? Yeah. And um, and I think that a lot of people have that experience in the space of wellness. It's like, well. I don't have a voice in this space because I'm not welcomed here, obviously. Like there's nobody else that looks like me. Um, and I think that that's like a really like hard thing to experience for anybody because everybody, like I said, is worthy of space in this space. <laughs>
1: right. Everybody, in the everybody, world. right.
0: Everybody, everybody, like, it's yeah. Um, and I think that it's just taking, taking action towards bringing that diversity and bringing then bringing in inclusion because there's diversity um, and being like a voice for other people, like helping to lift up other people, um, other people that look like you. It's like, no, you can do this. Like you can get the certification. Like anybody can get it. All of you course. have to do is study for the test of and course. here are the resources to study for free here's a scholarship that you can literally get the certification and not pay a penny. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's just like thinking about the, these things. There's actually something called fitness professionals of color of the Pacific Northwest. Um, oh my and, gosh. How cool. Yeah
1: this, Go amazing,
0: PNW. yeah. this amazing, amazing woman. She lives in Bend. She raises money for um, a scholarship for Aspiring bipoc fitness professional, so, That's so um, cool. yeah it's super cool. so I was able to lead a class a donation class with her um, at the sustainable Active workplace for Vive athletics and it yeah. was so much fun like we just got to bring together like a super fun group of people who all also felt underrepresented in the Pacific Northwest right and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool like I'm not the only, I'm not the only one that feels like this.
1: Right. Um, And as open-minded as the Pacific Northwest is, it's still a very white community.
0: Totally. And it's, it's kind of hard to be teaching classes in the community too, because it's like, I want to extend this to everybody. Like I want everybody to know that like these pop-up classes are happening, that they are welcome in these pop-up classes. But like a lot of them don't even know that they exist because they don't know that there's any fitness professionals of color in the Pacific Northwest. Like they're like, I didn't even know that. Um, so I think that like, she's doing amazing work, bringing awareness into it. Um, and the reason why I'm even teaching with women's health magazine is because I literally sent them an Instagram message and I was like, Hey, I've been a women's health and men's health reader since I was like five years old in Barnes and Noble. I would pick up men's health and I would read it. I used to do that too. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I just want to know, like, what are these people doing? Yeah, um, of course. And yeah, and then, like, Women's Health Magazine, literally, like, high school time, I would, like, do the workouts that they had, like, in the, in the thing. You'd, like, take a picture um, on your phone yes, and go back exactly. home. <laughs> yes, I have a lateral squat. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> um, Those were the days. But yeah, so I messaged them, and I was like, I've been a follower and a reader of, um, of your publications and I have seen like a really big lack of South Asian representation. Um, totally. and I told them like, I think, I think that people are doing a really, really great job of bringing in representation like across the board. Um, but like there's still that lack of South Asian representation. And like 100%. I went to a yoga class with my dad, like l- this weekend in Dana point and the instructor literally like was like, you can do a chaturanga here if you want. I don't know how to say that word. I don't really like saying it. And my dad and I just like looked at each other and we we're like, what? Like, there was just little things like that. And it's an our so one. So inappropriate. Time, like, yeah. And like, you're just like disrespecting this like entire ancient practice that right. means a lot to people. Like my dad's been practicing yoga for like over 30 years. And like, he just like, what? <laughs> and like, I think that there's these like little microaggressions that people don't realize are microaggressions to people because then I was like I don't feel safe in this space we're the only people of color in this class exactly to begin with but like now it's like I feel awkward that like you're saying this like how do you how do you think that you're saying me or my dad's name like after you said that like I don't even want to know um that's embarrassing so Like little things like that and it's just like it makes you just feel like so unwelcome. And then it feels mm. so good when you get to, when you get to represent people and when you get to bring together communities that are normally underrepresented. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that answered your question. I kind of forgot what your question was. I went on No,
1: it's perfect. I appreciate your tangent and I love just allowing <laughs> it to happen. I was just going to compliment you. I mean, I think it is not to be understated, like how big of an accomplishment it is to be like making that statement as a Southeast Asian fitness instructor or professional, excuse me, I don't want to mis misconstrue your title um that's massive, and i I think it's easier said than done, but like that's a huge leap, and i it must just feel so welcoming and warm for other people of color to see you in mm-hmm. class or to even just know that you're the instructor and that they feel more welcomed in that space that primarily maybe or previously, maybe they hadn't felt welcomed mm-hmm. in. And I mean, I guess it's just like with the use of your platform and hopefully with like advertisements of wherever you're instructing, like the word of mouth continues to travel and you are able to instruct as many people as possible. But yeah, I mean, I I guess just continually like spreading the word so that more people know like how amazing you are <laughs> is like the right way to go for now that's so kind of course I mean it would be an honor to be like a student in your class you just have the most welcoming presence and I like I said it cannot be understated or overstated enough how important it is to see representation and to some and for somebody that is so passionate and wholeheartedly just like a good human being as you are and I think it's so wonderful um I would Thank love to too. hear, <laughs> I want you to give like your little pitch for your, your five-day challenge. I know like you briefly mentioned it, but, um, to kind of give the, the listeners like something to leave with, like maybe they feel so inspired by you or they want to take advantage of your free resources. Where can they find you or take your classes or everything? Give us everything. Yeah. Um,
0: so serenarama.com, my name.com,
1: <laughs> my name.com. I love it. That's such a a
0: name. So yeah, I can come up with a name for my business. So I was like, well, let's use my name for now. No, we love (laughs) that.
1: That's great. Build your brand.
0: Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Um, Serenarama.com is where you can go. Free resources are on there. It's literally labeled free resources. And there's like different wellness resources that you can just like download. It's a PDF. um, I love that. And learn things for free, uh, which is the, the, least expensive way to do things with me. Um and then uh the self care challenge is it's 5 days and it's 5 days of movement. It's literally 30 minute videos. Um they're pre-recorded it's on demand so you can start it whenever uh which I think is really fun cuz there's always somebody new starting and I'm like yes. yes. <laughs> it's 5 days can be awesome. <laughs> it's going
1: to keep going.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um so it's on demand you can start whenever. Um you get access to the videos for a whole year. So like you could buy it right now and do it on your birthday next year, Um, whatever you want. Yeah, Um, and you could redo the challenges many times too, which I think is really fun. Um, We do five minutes of a self-care practice in the beginning of the video. We do 20 minutes of movement and then we do another five minutes of self-care at the end. So these are like tangible practices that you get 10 of them by the end of it, which I think is super cool. So you basically built up this whole toolbox is what I like to call it of self-care practices. Um and then whenever you need that extra boost when you're like feeling really bad, I can pull out my self-care tool that I learned. Um so so that's kind of yeah, kind of the goal of it is that you get to leave with a bunch of different practices that you can use whenever. Um and it's twenty five dollars. So it's like five dollars a day basically. And you get it for three hundred and sixty five days. So if you want to do it every day, it's like pennies a day. <laughs> there you go. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's, really a fun time. Um, I also do virtual personal training. If you're looking for more specific things for you, I love that. Um, and other than that, you can catch me doing live classes with a bunch of different people on Instagram, on zoom. Um, so just follow me on Instagram and send me a message and tell me that you listened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you have the links to your, um, live classes on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. 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 Everything's cool. like in my bio. So you Perfect. can click on there and find things. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, also like just a shout out, like on your behalf for your Instagram, it is like jam packed with great content and great resources. Like even just like these cute little reels. And she's just like, Hey, beautiful girl, like take a second with me and we're going to deep breathe or, or whatever. I just think it's so <laughs> stinking cute. I think you're somebody who has done like exactly what you should with your platform and your values are so um, meaningful to me because I relate to them on so many levels. But I feel like they are universal because they should be um, spoken for and advocated for. And I think that you're doing everything that is just an inspiration to me. So, like I said, I'm fangirling over you. Um, oh my god! <laughs> but I know you just mentioned your links, but can you give like another plug, one more sec, for your? Um, Instagram or for your website, just so if anybody missed it, jot it down pen and paper right now.
0: Yes. It's serenarama.com. Everything is S-A-R-E-E-N-A-R-A-M-A, my Instagram. my I have a TikTok, but I don't really post on there. So it's like my dog and me and I'm like,
1: hey. <laughs> no, you would thrive on TikTok. I say get on it. Everybody else oh says God. get on it too. <laughs> thank you everyone. All all the (laughs) listeners they are like, yes, Serena. (laughs) They're in your headphones. Yep. They're all here. Hey everybody. (laughs) Cute. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for your time, your energy, your honest conversation, your vulnerability. I appreciate you so stinking much. And I think that you're a shining star and I'm so excited to see the, all that you do. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.